Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. 2020, baby. It's a new year, and every month, Cufflinks has new amazing products, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Welcome back to Curb Your Podcast. This is Tim. Your new host, except... Surprise, baby! I'm back. That's right. It's Axel. I'm on a podcast with DJ Tim Hines. What's up with that? Yeah, it's been a minute, and uh, we're curbing it back up. Sean had to take a little hiatus, so I'm back in in the helm, and Axel is here with me. What up? Oh, man. I'm so happy. Today, we're going to be covering Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 10. Episode 5, Insufficient Praise, and I will not give you and Sean insufficient praise. You guys knocked it out. You know, I had to dip out. We got so many podcasts going on, man. We're doing Better Call Saul. I'm getting ready for Westworld. I'm doing Mindhunter with Heath. Batch It Up with Sarah. And um, I just got busy, so you stepped in, and you were better than me. You were awesome, baby. And then, uh, then Sean started getting movie roles, and te- uh, he just started blowing up, getting all these uh, auditions. And he's too big for us now. Yeah, it snowballed for him. Uh, we were talking the last couple of weeks, you know, off air, you know, and I was talking about his comedy with him a little bit, and he's telling me, yeah, you know, I did this, I applied for this role, and. Boom, out of nowhere, he's just getting bombarded with with work. So uh, more power to him. And hopefully I told him via text, I said, you know, because he kind of felt bad. I said, do your thing. And hopefully one day we're podcasting about your show. So that's the goal right here. So, you know, always I always embrace endeavors, creative interests and things that are going to have people succeed. Don't ever want to hold them back to be beholden to a podcast where you know it can be filled in and not as good but we try sean is the man with this show i know so we're just gonna have to try to pick it up talk a little bit about this episode of kurt you know i've just been loving this season man and i haven't been on the past two pods but i love the past two episodes too and what i'm really enjoying is that There isn't some huge plot that we're following. It's like, you know, Ted pops up and he's being a prick and now he's joining up with Mocha Joe and Larry's opening the cafe and little things. But it's that's not like the whole plot. You know what I mean? Yes, it seems like they're having more fun with the show. I think uh, Sean and I had mentioned it last week, like trying to, you know, I think even you and I talked about it. Like some of the funnier parts are like those, those SNL type 
parts where you could tell they're trying to make each other laugh yes. so hard. And and that to me, it makes it more fun, especially knowing comedy and knowing these people. Like it's it's so great. Yeah. Well, what? Let me ask you a question. During this episode, um, Larry invents a very unique urinal. Uh, the scariest <laughs> urinal I ever saw in my life. By the way, <laughs> would you put your wiener near that, Tim? All right. This was definitely something I wanted to bring up, and I'm glad we're starting here because it was. You have to prop it up and hold it with like a string to hold this thing up. This is essentially a penis guillotine. You and you you would. It's almost as if you would have to be erect or something. Like I don't like. Yes, this doesn't. You have because one hand has to unzip, then you have to hold it in position to release the urine, and then now you got to hold this extra thing up. Like I, I, this I, I, almost reminds me of like watching like a drunk person like <laughs> at a bar where they like hold the wall at the urinal and try to piss and they're pissing yes. all over their feet. Yep, like yep. this does not seem like it's going to work because if someone slips and lets go of that thing, oh, oh God, I couldn't even imagine. That's now, like – Now it oh. had the detector though, right? Like where it would it would somehow detect a penis and open allowing you, Right to do this, but I don't trust, man. I don't know. I just look, you no, know, not- I even tell my son this when you're a dad, one of the, one of the early things you tell your kid, protect your nuts, protect your weenus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is an unnecessary yes. risk. No, unne- And also let me ask you a question. Do, do women, how do women use this? Well, I don't think women use urinals. So I know, but then how do you prevent the women from pooping? Because Larry was like, there's no pooping. No de- there's no defecation. Yeah, yet. there's no I, defecation here. So I, I'm thinking that, to myself. I'm not sure. There's got to be a toilet. It's got to be some yeah. kind of regulation. Like, I, you know, I'm thinking L.A. County has some of the strictest codes out there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't but know, this man. is crazy shit, man. See, I think that um, – I I don't know, man. I think that somebody would come in there and find some way to stick their ass in there (laughs) just to piss off Larry. And let's see if that happens, if they actually install this. Now, what I found funny when Leon comes in, right? And, and, you know, the part about... You know, you can't use this if your junk's, your junk's that big, right? That part was funny. <laughs> See, the, I gave myself away there. That's what the, I was like. You the, know the, the part at the end when when he's, he puts his arm on the contract, he's like, all right, now let's talk about timeline. Like he's really taking this job seriously that Larry gave him. I love that part. It just like sneaks in there on you. He's like, all right, let's talk about timeline. You know, uh, I, I think that uh, JP Smoove is the funniest dude. You know, he's been wearing like the Lampin um, little uh, necklace this season. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yep. And he sells those. He has like lamp and t-shirts. He's like, I'm always on my hustle, Larry. I'm always on my hustle. He's and, he's really man. I love him. What, and when they were doing the the he, the stare down, and he's like looking down, <laughs> and Larry looks back up at him, and you could tell that was one of those moments that they were trying to like laugh, make each other laugh, and. Yeah. You know, uh, JB Smooth, he just holds his shit together. He's so good. He, he, act, I think he probably gets Larry to laugh more than anybody on the show. If, if I had to guess, like behind the scenes, um, it's so funny to remember back over the whatever 20 years and 10 seasons of this show 
when he just arrived because of remember when the whole family moved in (laughs) and then he just stayed there he's like i'm not leaving larry uh okay and then he just is now he's just his roommate i I think it's (laughs) that's the one thing that um i wonder if they've ever considered doing a season and I mean, it's been done before, I guess, and they're they're pushing away from it. This is exactly what I'm saying. I'm enjoying about this season, but where like somebody tries to sell like on Larry and Leon as a reality show and people are just kind of, fu- you know, like to do a show within a show within a show. I think that would be kind of funny because that Leon is just, man, is like, un- like just a gem, a diamond in the rough. And even after all this time, it's kind of, you turn the show on and you're like, yeah, Leon, man, he's like a real, it's like kind of the backbone of the show. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, it's, it, it, and it's such a, what's great is, is his, his contrast to all these rich white dudes. So yes. it's like makes it, you know, it makes it even funnier. It gives it another angle to, to play off of. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. When I was on the, I wasn't able to be on, what was it? Two episodes ago when Larry seeks out and finds the guy um, who's making the scones. Yes. Um, I, I was like, I think I had in my notes is like, is this the first time we're at someone's house and that person is not a multimillionaire? Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. You, you, you did yeah. write that, and and it's it's you know it is. It's usually these crazy rich places, and you know now you're in you know regular regular person's house. It, it's cool. Like you're starting to see different. You know, they, they're doing different things now, and it's not just like complete rich douchebaggery. Like it's you know they they usually make a fun of that whole scene, yeah. but now they're like now now it's like venturing out. You know, opening a business and things like that. It's so, getting good, man. But th- they did have a few more millionaires. We had a bunch of guest stars. Clive Owen was in this episode. Vince Vaughn. Now Vince they, Vaughn. Yeah. It, see, Sean and I were talking about this. Like you just said, Clive Owen was in it and Vince Vaughn. But Clive Owen was Clive Owen and Vince Vaughn was Freddie Funkhauser. <laughs> so it, it's so like it's it's great because these actors probably loved doing this either playing themselves or however they're cast and they just bring it. And he's still Vince Vaughn. You know, he's Vince Vaughn. And the thing with the sex doll is so weird. So bizarre. Now this like as a gift is strange as can be, but then like the way he talks it up and has like the sales pitch for it is amazing. (laughs) The shit he says to Larry about using it is just so funny. And then Larry's like, you know, you kind of don't know this character yet. Right. That is, he sending this, is this a prank on Larry? And is that who this guy is? I mean, this is, he is related to Funkhauser or is he really just that weird? Cause you know, you've known people like that, right? Come on. You've known dudes like that. Of course. And you're always just like, nah, man, why are you trying to send me this sex doll? But the way he's so calm about it. And, then and he's like, already at the at the uh, place uh, trying to get a uh, uh, porno it, mags for his uncle for his uncle, and which is really funny because, like, th- you know, Larry's advice is just so normal. Like, why do you need these magazines? And then we come to find out the guy who sends a sex doll to Larry's complaining now that his uncle's addicted, 
And Larry's like, well, it's free. He's like, no, he's doing the pay stuff and everything. Oh, man, like <laughs> it just snowballs. And then they go back to, so did you use the doll? Like what? Like, I don't know. It's just if I don't know what kind of relationship I would have to have with one of my friends to even talk about using a sex doll, I, uh, let alone a different like, world. Yeah, it's so weird. And then, so here's the other thing. Larry's so, like, Leon inflates it, and then he names it, and then Larry's like, did you use it? So then he gets the new maid, and she buys that it's what his story, that it's just a doll. And then he's tripping himself up. He's going, yeah, she has outfits. And every outfit he's naming is, like, some sexy outfit you would have, like, you know, maybe – someone dress up if you're playing role playing he's going yeah you know like uh they even have a maid and i'm like oh my god he's digging himself in deeper and then he's She'll like join leon. the lawsuit by next episode man yeah right i'm like lee's telling leon just deflate it and in my mind i'm like why is he at the end deflating this thing like the way he is i would just go grab a knife and slice it down the side and take oh, the air out put it in the garbage what, can oh man that that sounded kind of bad i don't know i don't know if i could bring a knife to a sex doll maybe just I'll, a little prick I'll, on the toe or even you know, on the, the foot the right just cut the out. foot open you know? let yeah, the air out yeah. i'm just not talking about foot. like brutal but that could have even been You're another the way other direction now the that could have been another way it could have been even funnier now he's now he's stabbing the sex doll and the lady's like oh my god well i like, think that i i you know i can understand when the maid was surprised and i love her and i think that um i mean i love uh i love Susie's cursing so i would actually want to stick around at a job where Susie was around i think she's amazing the best but uh i can understand why the maid was upset about it the person who i don't understand was upset about it and should have just been like well whatever and maybe maybe she will later is when cheryl walked in at the end uh because i just think that for cheryl she should just expect something like that from larry or she should know larry yeah like like whatever know that he got into some kind of predicament like there's no yeah. way that you know but it, i mean it just snowballed taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor cufflinks.com they've been with us for over a year and we're so proud to have them so go out and support them if you're a listener to any of our podcasts take a moment right now type in cufflinks.com slash dvr into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed, happy, surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has. You might think to yourself, hey, I don't have an informal event coming up. You know, I'm not into cufflinks. But guess what? They have a lot more than that. Actually, I'm wearing a pair of Star Wars socks that they sent me. Cufflinks.com is where it's at. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Now, Let's go back a little bit to the to the title uh, of the episode and, you know, about the praise. You know, uh, what, what, what exactly was it? Uh, insufficient insufficient praise. praise. Now, this is really funny because, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, actors' egos and stuff like that, how hard it is. And he makes a valid point. He's like, you try going on stage for 90 minutes and doing this. But if someone says leave takes the time out to leave a message and say hey that was good i'm taking that as like 
awesome praise the fact that someone took a second <laughs> i disagree i wholeheartedly disagree let me tell you something i didn't even know the title of the episode okay i just because it's curb i don't give a shit i'm turning it on as soon as what usually happens sunday night my wife doesn't watch curb with me see i'm from jersey my wife is from North Carolina, even though she was born in New York and she lived in New York a long time. I think she finds Larry a little abrasive, you know? It's like a little too much. So she doesn't really like the show that much. So when she goes to bed on a Sunday night, I sit, I hit play. Oh, I'm so excited. Here comes a back in Larry world. And I didn't even look. As soon as he left that message, I said to myself, that was insufficient praise. Literally in my head, I was wow. like, Clive Owen is going to be upset that Larry was not praising. It was it was a bad message. He was like, yeah, hey, it's Larry. It was a good show. It was not enough praise. Come on, man. He's 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 on that contiki. He's pouring his heart out with the, <laughs> with the fake parrot. It, you know, you're when you're alone on a stage, DJ. Well, see, when you're up there on the stage, you've got your music surrounding you, but he doesn't have anything. He just has his lone voice. And, you know, I can't really get too upset at Clive Owen in this episode. I think that Larry did leave insufficient praise. He should have been uh, he sh- what, what he say? <laughs> profuse with his praise a little <laughs> bit more. I agree. All right. I mean, like I said, I don't know, you know, to the extent I, 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 you know, like I said, if someone just took the time out to leave me a message, I'd feel pretty good. But it's also Clive Owen, you know. Uh, That's what I'm, I'm saying, dude. He's, he, I don't know, you know, his his. Uh, it's an actor. Larry's been award, around. These I don't know people. how many awards he has, but in my mind, he's like award worthy actor. This from, is like a, this is like uh, when uh, Jason Alexander was on Costanza, you know. So, you got to give him a little more attention. But, and now, like that part was was all right. Like I, to me now, I'm thinking in my head, like all right, they're going back into a little bit of like the poking fun at the the Hollywood types and stuff like that. So I think you know, all right, it's normal for him to be a little upset. And what's Larry going to do? He gets the crier. Then the crier, now that's outstanding idea. But before that, when they're having the, the sandwiches at Jeff's house from Metzger's and, and the salads, and he's going, wow, this is phenomenal. And then Clive goes, well, that's the kind of praise you could give that to a sandwich, but you can't give that to an actor who's on stage for 90 minutes. Oh, I, I what a to, perfect way to bring it in because some people great. really do go nuts for food. And, yeah. and, and then Larry's excuse before that, well, I'm not good with voicemails. Like there's just so many perfect little excuses. That's kind of true though. You know, Larry's not that good on the phone. You kind of have to see him in person, but then even then he's terrible. So I don't know that there's really a difference that did look like a good sandwich though. Yeah, you know, but just this, the this, name of it too. See, I'm out here in Oregon, and uh, I was just talking about delis with oh, somebody. I, how they just don't. Oh, we were talking about it too, right? Uh, I was just man. There's no you, around here. It's like there's some somebody's like, oh, they've there's a great sandwich. It's like some food cart or something. I uh, miss like a deli sandwich and subs or whatever oh, they call. I love it. I love yeah. that man. That's now, like, New York, 
New York delis are the serious business. Yeah, we were talking about it. All different kind of delis. You got a Jewish deli, a German deli, a what, every every Polish deli, every yep. kind of deli you got, and they all have delicious sandwiches. I used to get this big bologna, like it was like a round bologna sandwich. This place called the Evergreen Deli. Oh, it was delicious. Anyway, that's Isla Fisher. That's um, yeah. What's uh, she's married to, uh, to Sasha Baron yeah, Cohen? Sasha Baron Cohen, and she isn't she English? I, um, I never know what her real accent I don't know. is. No, I think she's American. Oh, okay. He, he's English, I think. Yeah, you know, he's English, but I always thought that she was English or something and had an accent, but she does, uh, but she's like him. She can kind of be anything. She's like a chameleon. And the oh, thing wow. I want to know so is- I just, oh, I just pulled it up real quick on the IMDb. Yeah. She's worldly. She was born in Muscat, Oman uh-huh. to Scottish parents. And then she spent early childhood in Scotland, then moved to Perth, Australia in the eighties. So yeah, she so yeah. you're right about yeah. the accent thing. That's that yeah, she definitely has a uh Euro slash Australian. But she accent. does a great American accent because a lot and of And that's another like, one. She could have easily one. been herself, but yeah. she's Carol. Here's my girlfriend Carol. The professional I like crier. that though. That's a good job. Uh, that's like a that's like a um, um, a seat holder. Like the people who get hired <laughs> yeah, to yeah, hold yeah. the seats at like the Oscars and stuff and make it look like on camera. That's probably what the XFL is hiring right now. <laughs> Do you, have you seen those games? Like they make everybody sit on the bottom row, and then I yeah, think yeah. they say like five times a game we can pull back and show the whole stadium, but it's all these tight shots. They're trying to make it look like all these people are there. So uh, one of the great lines that I found in this one was when he gives her the stall after her whole thing. And she's like, all right, I got to go. And she leaves. And he says, I think I just got fleeced. And I just, I, I found that to be funny. Like he got fleeced on a stall. Like I have this perfect, perfect line. And like, even in last worked week, hard for that one, DJ. Yeah. You know, like Larry's coming up with these, bonkers lines I, I love it and and he and and then richard replies don't perry call more her <laughs> oh man like uh it just i, like I, I don't old know school stuff don't you yeah i like it richard's great and then he goes he i could have had her baby after she breaks up Larry goes you're like 200 <laughs> <laughs> that was funny that is the funniest thing we uh you know i think sean and i talked about this a lot last season was so much of this show is about like Larry and Richard uh, getting laid and Jeff getting laid. And I just look at this show and I'm like, who would have sex with these dudes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not only are they like 300 years old, but they just have the worst attitudes ever. And I guess that's just part of the fun of the show is you have to accept this unreality. Or well, maybe it's just that they're bazillionaires. I think that's really the the, the whole like you know really inner poke at the whole show is like you know they 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 prop themselves up like they're the shit still and you know they're just guys and even with richard's clothes he's like why are you always wearing black he's like it's what's expected of me i've been a comedian for 70 years and 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 like why larry's like why do you have to do that it just it's just all these little quirky things is makes this show so good they always are trying to make each other laugh too and i love seeing that Uh, richard richard just gets angrier though 
he hides his laughter in anger. <laughs> like he get his, his face gets like he gets in his head. He gets he gets like this this like squishy angry face when he tries not to laugh. And I think that's like part of the show is finding you know the people who really watch what deep like you find those quirks and that's what makes it even funnier. It's like it's like a I don't even know how many levels of poking fun at itself the show does you know what i'm saying i mean like it's like poking fun at the industry the the, the scene la the the you know the the people yeah, you know definitely. it's just so good so good well the question i want to ask you is do you think that carol survived or is she going to be like the second person well he didn't kill his secretary she just suffered from amnesia and couldn't recall the events uh, after she almost choked to death. But uh, do you think Carol's going to be alive or what? Yeah, I think she's going to come back. She's a, That's a funny character. Yeah, but Clive Owen didn't do too much to help her, did he? He just kind of stood there and watched us. <laughs> it's not like he pushed her out of the way. And, you I, think know. Was a, I think he was a little... A little yeah, like he's like, wait, what? Well, she gave it the one, two, right? So I guess that's enough because she looked first. She knew what was going to happen. You know, it wasn't like, you know, so I think that it was It kind of, I, I think that it really is, uh, is her fault there. She rushed into the traffic. I mean, how the irony is insanity. That could be a new play by the end of this season. They'll be rewriting a new play. And I have to say, I thought Clive Owen was really funny and I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, and it was such a uh, far out character to bring in. I you like know, that. like it, yeah, very cool. This show is just top notch. I, I love, you know, now, you know, being involved with the the pod here, like giving it a you know a second over with like a fine tooth comb and really picking out these great things that not that I missed the first time, but that are just so much more uh reinforced and they just make the show great well this freaking mailman larry should know not to mess with people like this excuse me it's always when he is messing around with service workers right yep that's when he always gets in trouble and the mailman rats him out to ted that's how eventually um cheryl sees him with the sex doll and ted is also now investing uh, in Mocha Joe's is a new investor. Only this show could turn. I I kind of feel like because in past seasons, Larry has always commented about how Ted can do no wrong. Everybody loves Ted, right? And it's true. I mean, everybody loves Ted dancing. This is like Ted dancing from Cheers. Now it's like they sat down and purposely tried to make him into like this big heavy and it's pretty yes. much working. Cause I don't like Ted. No, that, that's, that's something that, that I really picked up this season. Totally yeah. changed with Ted. Like <laughs> he's so, he, he's very, uh, I guess like defensive with, with being with Cheryl. Like now that he's with Cheryl, Larry became kind of an enemy. Yep. And then knowing this whole thing that they slept together and he found the, the hanky, the uh, eyeglass cleaner. Oh, man, it's it's getting like deeper. And now you could tell like that was totally not Ted would have never done that shit. We, he went right over to Cheryl. Guess what Larry's doing? 
So yeah, like he, they're making him like an arch uh, nemesis, and the fact that he's got all these projects coming up, I bet you like Larry's gonna go to the premiere and make a scene. Uh, I hope so. This yeah. is gonna, uh, you know, there's just so it's they have so many avenues they could explore with this show, and they could just do weird shit like last week and go to a wedding. Like they make up, you know, like that's what's so cool. There's really no super heavy, like you said, overarching thing. It's basically just him and Ted and then the coffee. Yes. And I am totally fine with that. I like, I really have, am enjoying this season of Curb. It's just jokes, funny situations. I thought Vince Vaughn was good. This is Vince Vaughn at his best. You know, he's done a lot of different roles over his career now and try and done the serious and this. And no, this, true this detective. was like. This was like Swingers, Vince Vaughn. Yes, and this is the Vince Vaughn we like when he's like, yeah, man, you know, I like just do the Swingers character. Come back, and that's kind of what he's doing. I don't know how much it fits. I mean, I guess it kind of fits with Funkhauser, but I, I don't think he's even trying to – he's just being funny. He's not trying to be, like, related to him in some way, and I appreciate that as well, too, that they're just letting him do his thing. Now, about Funk, me and Sean were talking, do you think that – they filmed this before he passed or after? No, he had already died. I think okay. I remember reading something or hearing an interview that so, he had already passed away. Yeah. Do you think these are all little tributes to Funkhauser? Because like, I was very uh, curious about the scone thing. So I started looking up, you know, um, him as a, in his real life, if he likes scones, owned a scone place. Oh, like Deep diving. Yeah, because I thought, like, if they're bringing Funkhauser into this and saying Funkhauser loves scones, like, there's got to be some kind of, like, inside praise they're giving to him. Mm. I don't you know. You, like, know I, you know what it might be, man? I think it might really just come down to the fact that they love that dude. That's what I mean. Like To like, kind of make a – no, no, I agree with you on that sense, but I mean why they would rather do that. I'm agreeing with you. That there's probably more little like inside references and stuff like that to him and even with the China thing. Um, then it's because, you know, you do have the option of making that – making like he died a big part of the show. Who knows? Maybe it's going to come up later in the season, but I kind of doubt it. I kind of feel like they just – decided not to go that direction, you know, like it was because it it would, but it would have been painful, you know? They yeah. Just like maybe they'll just, they'll just leave it like he's in yeah. China and he's doing something great there or something, which is cool with me. You know, I know I've seen some complaints, actually people like, Oh, they should have make a bigger be- deal about it. They're not mentioning it. He was such a big part of the show, but we it's don't like, know yet. Yeah. And also you, that's a, that's up to them to decide. That's their, and that, that was a real yeah. human being, you know? Right. There might be, uh, more respectful to yes. just have him be part of it still. Yeah. Or, you know, or do like a super Dave thing and like they do a funeral and it, and the, like the coffin gets launched out of it or something like that. That would be <laughs> a little tribute to super Dave that I think would be funny. But yeah, no, I, I you know, they're keeping him around, which is still cool. It's keeping his name alive. Um, and uh, yeah, I think but, that's, uh, I don't know. What, what do we got? What else happened? Do we have anything was, else we want to talk about? I mean, other than uh, – then no, nah, that's pretty much it. We covered it all. All the, the good hey, jokes. Hey, can you cry on demand? Do you think you could make yourself cry? No. 
I couldn't do it either, man. No. I, I mean, uh, it would take it. me a long time. Like, I would have to go to, a, like, start thinking about, like, really, <laughs> like, people dying that I love. And I'm like, I'm, I would not even want to go there. So, like, for someone to, like, you know, to me, that's amazing part of acting. Like, where where they pull that from, I, I don't know. Like, and, and how hard that must be. Like, you know, because, like, sometimes I think about what if situations if I lost someone, you know, and, and then I'll get upset. I might, I might start to cry. Like maybe after I see a movie, I'm like, wow, what if that happens? So I love, and that would bring it out, but to do it on set in front of people with lights all around, like that's gotta be real difficult. No, and no, you I know, do it. And maybe you know, someone cry. I, I would have to say, if I think about, cause I'm a man who can cry. If I would have to think about the times I've cried and like the last, maybe say, how many times have I cried in the last year? You know when the last time I cried was um, two nights ago watching Better Call Saul. I cry more often out of um, appreciation or happiness than I do out of sadness. So it's interesting. Everyone always goes for the like something sad makes me cry, but I get more of that kind of awe inspired crying. Do you get that? Are you, are you, are you that kind of crier? Let's talk about our crying DJ. Not really. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't, you're not a crier. Um, you know, I hear, you know, sometimes you say about certain shows, you're like, wow, that part really got me. Yeah. And, I feel the emotion, but it, it's it's tough to get me to 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 get a tear out. Mm. You know, there's been a few couple shows and movies that that have done it to me. Um, very, you know, it's it's tough. Um, but there are times, you know, that that you just you know get in your head and you cry. Sometimes, you know, usually it's it's you know if it's a funeral of someone close to me I, i'm i'm a wreck so yeah. like you know i've had it the last few years i've had some yeah. big ones but crying is is not uh all right let's bring the show down dj yeah <laughs> this is crazy let now laughter laughter is something that i could provide See, that's what i'm talking about you gotta when you laugh so much you cry there's a lot of different crying that can happen here and i do kind of feel like i don't know if they really kind of caught the range of crying that can happen and if carol did survive and i hope that she did um i'd like to see them maybe expand the range of crying because it's not always sad you know you cry you, you you're fun it, it, you appreciate something I, you feel I, I happy think, you know i cry more from like laughter like i'm like there that, emo that emoji with the, with the crying face like I, yeah. that'll get me to cry and I'll, I'll tear up like a mother but now what would really be hilarious is if larry try if she's dead larry tries to claim that stole Oh, the, he or she's wearing it in the um in the casket. In the casket. Oh shit! That's what's uh, we, probably going to happen. Well, I guess we'll see, dude. I don't know. I think that's it for the episode. What do we got? Yeah. So that I, that's all I got. I'm and you know, shout out to Sean out there. Yeah. Hopefully, he's kicking ass and taking names. Um, and shout out to you for you know bringing it back around and keeping this thing going. So we're here. We don't know. Next week, who will be on the show? Who knows? Maybe us, maybe Sean, maybe we'll get Larry. Who knows? But till next time, have a great week. Peace. Peace.
That was great, man. 